Good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour, and marabhan. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 45 of the podcast, Each One, Teach Ten, An Amazing World of STEM, an inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that STEM is part of every day for every kid. We all will learn together how to build a STEM culture. Recognized as a transformation leader in education, my guest for today, Dr. Jennifer Williams, has dedicated herself for 25 years to the field of education through her roles as an education activist, professor, school administrator, literacy specialist, and a classroom teacher. She is a professor at the St. Leo University in Florida and the co-founder of Teach SGDs. It's my honor to have you here, Ms. Jennifer. So how have you been? Thank you, Namya. I'm so excited to be here. I know you and I have worked together for several years now, and I've been following all of your progress and your journey. Did you say 45 episodes? Yes. A brilliant. Congratulations on that. That's just so remarkable to see what you've been able to create and the stories you've been able to tell. And so I know um, you and I worked on some events and you've presented with some different conferences that I've been a part of. So thrilled to be here today and greetings to you and to your audience around the world from my home here in Florida. Thank you so much, Jennifer. So before we start, we would love to know more about you and the work that you're doing so that our audience watching us can learn about that. Fantastic. Well, uh, hello to your audience, to everyone who's listening in. Thank you for being a part of this conversation and thank you for having me. I am a global educator, so I've been a teacher as long as I can remember my whole life. And um, even when I was a, a girl much younger than you, I dreamed of the day I could have my first classroom and work with students. So I today get to work with teachers from all around the world. So in our work at Take Action Global, I am the executive director with my co-founder, Kuhn Temers in Belgium. And we are on a mission to empower students to take action for the planet through climate action education. So we work with classrooms from 149 countries. We're one short of meeting uh, our goal of 150, but we're hoping to have that um, hopefully coming up soon as we're kicking off the climate action project. But I am an instructional designer. I have been part of the Sustainable Development Goals movement and bringing teachers and students and their ideas into the work around the 17 SDGs since 2015. But my whole career, I've been interested in innovating with teaching and learning, finding ways that students can express themselves in any type of medium that works for them. So if it's creating with art or creating with technology or connecting with other students around the world. So everything I think you've been able to talk about in your 45 episodes, um, I feel really excited and passionate about as well. So 
So thrilled to talk about that today. That's really influencing that uh, how you had a dream in your childhood uh, about, about becoming a teacher, having your own classroom. And today you are having climate action education. So that's really inspiring. Uh, and I really like the talk uh, point about connecting with students as I believe that is really important. And um, like you mentioned about students, I believe that they need to be engaged in authentic experiences that connect them to the real people and the real problems of our world. So my first question to you is that how can the educators help them to do so? Mm. That's a great question. So um, I feel like as an educator, and I've been teaching for a long time, and before that I was in the business of education as a student, much like you are, but I really feel that this is the most exciting time to be a teacher and to be a student in our world um, because of what we're able to create. So long ago, when I started as a teacher, it was so different. And we were kind of handed this box and they said, okay, here, go teach this step by step by step. And and that's really transformed. And now we as teachers are able to co-create with our students and we're able to go into a class and not really necessarily have the answers, but we're able to find out ways to, to better understand our world. Um, and your, your question around authentic experiences too. So that, I think that phrase right there, two words so important. So first off, experiences. And I think how can we support our students in learning experiences? So it wasn't a lesson or a test you mentioned, but experiences. So that experiential component where all of the learners feel a part of that moment. And then having it be authentic. So it's true. It's real. They know it. They're there for very intrinsic reasons that they can um, know that their passions, their ideas, their interests are, are represented. So I view my role in the learning experience as really a facilitator. So if I have the answers when I walk into it, I'm probably doing something wrong. I want to go into it knowing we're going to learn about something today and we're going to build that together. So what we try to do in our program is move teachers through um, this idea of starting with self, then moving out to local, and then glo going global. And in the early days of our work with SDGs, um, it really was about awareness. So SDGs, I know a lot of your, your audience knows about the Sustainable Development Goals, but these 17 goals that we as a world came together um, to reach. And so we started in 2015 and we're aiming to get to them by 2030. And so um, in the beginning, it was about awareness so that these goals even exist and that teachers and students have ownership over them, that they can be a part of bringing those goals into classrooms. And so then for us, it's um, a lot of work around virtual exchange. So you mentioned that idea of getting students working together. So how can we get students working with students who may live and look differently from them 
through use of technology. So I think for me, that's my number one goal right now is to find ways to be a facilitator of that authentic experience. That I must say is so encouraging for all our listeners that you're talking about how we can uh, find better ways to understand the world. And like you mentioned, the world experience that the learners feel like they're part of the moment, they're finding their ideas and their passions. And in your organizations, like you mentioned about moving teachers from self-local to global, and that itself is not just SDGs, but also getting SDGs with digital citizenship. And that's so great that you're bringing awareness to the classroom, first of all, and then moving forward. And then that's how like ben, you talked about getting started with the SDGs back in 2015, that we just have to aware them first. And then now we have to, like, it's 2022 already. So we need to find better ways to start implementing them because if not now, then it'll be too late. Right, so moving on to my next question to you is how can educators discover the importance of the sustainable development goals and how can they take action in your classrooms? Yes, so these awesome 17 goals, which I know you and I have such shared excitement around them. Um, what I always say is that I believe there's a place for everyone in the SDGs. And, and I think that place can actually even change. I know for me, my journey with the SDGs, I started off when I found out about the sustainable development goals, I was all in on SDG four. I was like, we have our own SDG and quality education. That is the place for me. But then I started to get interested in SDG 17 around partnerships, like partnerships with you and me and partnerships with other individuals and organizations. And how can we work together for change? Then I moved to looking at um, SDG 10 and then really landed in SDG 13, climate action, which my background is literacy. I never would have thought that I would end up you know, working for this goal around climate and environmental studies. So um, I, think, I think the first part is really getting a connection with the SDGs. And, and what I've found is it's really easy to do. So if I'm talking to teachers, it doesn't matter the class they're in. They could be in an arts class or a humanities class or a science class or a school leader, but they can see where they fit in. Um, and then the next part is to your question of um, how to get involved with the SDGs is how they can take action in their own classrooms, which I think is really a great question. So it starts with awareness. Okay, these goals exist. Now, how do I implement them? And the easiest thing for me is to start with the students. And, and I was just, um, I just came back. I was in New York City last week at the United Nations for Global Goals Week. And we, I know a lot of us, um, you included, have been working to build awareness of the goals within education. And, and I had to say that I think that this is our year for 2022-2023 because what we're seeing is the United Nations, the entire UN, is coming together around SDG four. 
And so each year they select one goal that they want to focus on. And this year it's our goal. And so everyone, all of the world leaders, the different organizations and entities within the United Nations, they're saying, what can we do better? How can we do more? How does SDG 4 relate to all of the other SDGs? And so we were there um, in New York to kick things off. And that was done with a special three-day event that was called the Transforming Education Summit. So I know you talk about transforming education and I talk about transforming education. Probably a lot of people within your audience, they're really caring about transforming education. But now it's moved beyond the boundaries of our little group. And it's really now taken center stage at a global uh, world level. So this is just quite the moment. So I say that to um, kind of come back to your original question of how do we take action in the classroom? And when we were at New York, a highlight of our visit, we went and visited three schools. So, you know, you picture we're in New York City. We're at the United Nations for Global Goals Week. So everyone in New York City, like New York City lights up with the goals, like Times Square lights up. The goals are everywhere. Um, everyone talking about SDG4. So we go visit three local schools. And we had a goal of going there, talking about the SDGs and listening. So it was a, a listening tour day. And Namia, of the three schools we went to, the students and the teachers did not have awareness of the SDGs. They didn't even know they existed. So you think about that. You're in the backyard of the United Nations, essentially. Um, your town, your community is leading this, this conversation. And so even without context, even without knowing about the global goals, all we needed to do, and we were only at each school for 90 minutes, so it was a really short period of time. We didn't have long, and we had a lot of objectives for our time together. We put the SDGs out in front of these students. We had young students, middle-aged students, and high school students. And instantly, within minutes, they found themselves in the goals. They were able to say, oh, I've been taking action on gender equality, or I care about life on land or life underwater, or I did this awesome project around sustainable cities last year. And so conversations started, connections were made. And by the end, you had groups of students who were able to say, okay, now what? How can we move forward? How can we take action together? And then the goal was for us to all right, as teachers, to your earlier question, how do we facilitate that? So for me, it's just opening up space and time for our young learners and giving them the floor, saying to them, what about these 17 goals are appealing to you and how can I support you along the way? So it doesn't take a lot of resources. Um, I don't think it needs a lot of professional development or training for the teachers. And it doesn't need a lot of, you know, curricular resources for instruction either. I think it really it, it ends up that we just need space and time. And then the students can lead the way. That's incredible that you're talking about how um, SUGs can be taken forward in such a creative way. And like you mentioned about SUG4, I must say that's my favorite too. And I am passionate about SUG13 as well. 
and like you talked about so many SDGs, I always feel like all the SDGs are connected, and that's how SDG seventeen is their partnership for the goals. And um, you're talking about when you went to New York. That really fascinated me. That students did not know about the SDGs at first, but then they got the view of it. They got passionate about it, and then they want to do like more uh, taking action in SDGs. So like, I agree with the point that. it doesn't need any training sessions about sdgs to learn about them it just needs passion space time and giving students the floor to learn more and to share their thoughts and then similarly they can become the change makers right so my next question to you is that why do we need creativity in stem to achieve the sdgs hmm well, i know you know Uh, these are things I care about a lot with creativity, creative expression. Um, how can we incorporate not only the SDGs, I think, into STEM, but really just best practices in teaching and learning, um, making sure that our students aren't just reading about these ideas, but they're actually creating them. Um, In terms of the SDGs, I think that we, you know, we're we need to operate with urgency. We're on a timeline, and so we need the hearts, the minds, the best ideas from everyone, everywhere. We need our young learners, our four and five year olds. I'll have teachers ask me like, "Is it okay for early childhood learners to be a part of this work?" And it's like, "Absolutely, this is where we need to start." Um, all the way up to to our adults, our family members. So I think when we think about creativity and the the roadmap that the SDGs provide, what I love is the options. And so the things that we've talked about as teachers and education, how do we give students choice and voice? We've been saying that for a long time, but the SDGs really hold us to that because. If you present and say, "Okay, well, really, what do you care about?" Just like we were able to do with those students in New York City, and they can select and say, "Well, right now, I want to move in this direction," and then, like, maybe they can do what I did, and then they find connections between the goals and how you're saying you're really passionate. SDG four is at the center of your work, but you're also really caring about SDG thirteen. So, I feel like the SDGs allow. Our students to to be storytellers, to be inventors. They can be artists and creators. We can open it up and say, first off, what do you want to work on, and then how do you want to create? So it's not just one size fits all. Um, in terms of of STEM and and creativity, I think what I've learned as uh, a global educator, but also in my work. With our nonprofit is that innovation is messy. It it's not a straight line. I think that when we think about creativity and the lessons learned, we're able to shift mindsets because there isn't just one answer in in a creativity lesson. So if that's in STEM or in another area, but I, I saw that this this past week. Um, With one of the schools we visited, and you can always tell with a school that incorporates creativity and 
um, has some of these innovative teaching practices because they have this level of flexibility. And I know with us in, in industry, you know, opportunities come. And, and if one works, great. And if it doesn't work out, you know something else will come. And so we, we were, had been working with these schools so they too not could just have us as guests in their school, but that they could join at the UN for the Transforming Education Summit. And I let them know from the start that working with the UN, it's always going to be last minute. We may not find out until the day before if you're able to get in because of clearance and security, but we can give it a go. We can try. And so I, we had been working for like six weeks on trying to find access for these students. And so uh, the event was on Friday. Up until Thursday, we still didn't know if they were going to be able to get in. So you have all of these young people very excited to join and, and then it, it wasn't looking good. So we hadn't received word. We didn't get the passes. And this one school, um, it was a school for students with special needs. And when I told them that, I was like, unfortunately, um, I think I have some bad news. We, it's coming to the end of the day on Thursday, and we haven't heard word that we'll have access. And because of their, you know, their innovative spirit and the way that they had incorporated creativity into their their lessons throughout, you know, not just this year but past years, they came to the um, this news by saying, "No worries." We'll figure it out. If we don't get in, we'll go stand outside and we'll walk around and we'll enjoy the beautiful day and we'll see people going in and we'll think about their experiences. And that made me think that they didn't see this um, as a barrier. They saw this as an opportunity. And so being creative and finding other ways of viewing situations, if they're positive experiences or something that they could view as negative, that really inspired me. So it, it was just like, okay, they get it. And, and this is something that's not just today, but it's something that's built into their system with their teachers, with their students, with their parents being flexible, which is what I believe STEM brings us to. We're able to do that and we test and we fail and we retest and we, we iterate and we grow. Um, I, I left the schools, then headed out, and at 5.30 p.m., we got notice that the schools got in, so they were able to join on Friday. So they didn't have to stand outside the gates. They were able to, to join in and have their voices heard. So it, it worked out in the end, but they, um, they were very you know, inspirational to me, and I think, I think we, we can learn a lot from, from that message that they sent that day. That's stimulating. You talked about, like, I really loved that concept that it's just not like, you know, reading, but creating. And uh, we're talking about like how we have to first start connecting with the hearts, minds, and then getting ideas from students where age doesn't matter. Acting now, giving choice and words to the students, telling them to become the storytellers, be it any profession, SUDs can be used everywhere. And that is our present and the future. And I'm very passionate about innovation when you mentioned that, that it like 
it's messy i agree with that because it keeps on going on we have many ways of solving a problem and when it comes to sdgs there are millions of ways that we can solve one sdg and achieve that and if anything happens it's not a barrier but an opportunity i agree with that and that's how if we can overcome that we can grow together and that's a really lovely thought so i have this fun question for you uh what is your favorite cuisine Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you a general answer. So oftentimes I have three children and they love sweets. Like they love dessert and brownies and cookies and cake. So I don't love sweet food. I really love salty. So I have to say I really love um french fries. <laughs> That's like my top. My but if I had to pick one favorite meal, it would be tomato soup with a grilled cheese. and a side of french fries. That would be my ultimate meal, but I don't get to eat like that very often. So, my um that's probably my like if I pick one, but my most common meal um would be a salad. Oh, that's nice. How um, about you? Me? Um I think I would say I love all types of cuisines. I'm very passionate about, but like uh in contrary to that, I think I am a sweet tooth kind of person. Like I can eat any kind of sweet all the time. So, My favorite sweet I would say it's a brownie like I can mm-hmm. eat it all the time. You're like my children. They love <laughs> <laughs> they love the sweets too. Okay. So moving on to the next question, I would like to ask you like do you love to ex- experiment and incorporate coding in STEM classes? Mm. So I think you and I both love tech, right? <laughs> We get really excited about technology and new technologies too. I I um I love finding out what's coming up. Um there's a lot of really great things with AI, AR, VR that are happening right now out in the world, um machine learning. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can on that. foundationally your question um is about coding and so my my schooling i i never received lessons on coding and i think it's it's great to see that even our youngest learners are are exposed to this now um i know you've you've been a, a fierce advocate of stem and coding and um and use of technologies into into curriculum um I love to experiment. I I'm so excited that you use this word. I love to test things out. And even more than that, I love to find people who I can work with and test things out with. So, um others who who have that kind of um exploration and discovery that's part of their DNA and they want to find answers and learn. And so I think um but what I've found and I've learned a really interesting lesson this year a lot of it for me someone who hasn't had those opportunities with creativity and coding and stem as i was growing up um so there are some things that there's a mindset shift i think and on our team at tag at take action global so we have a a small team of um computer engineers that we call them our devs so there are software developers and so they're building our platform and they're creating all of the technologies where teachers can come together and they can be a part of virtual exchange and they can share ideas and have their students connect. 
So our devs on our team, and they're a global team, and they had said um, to me one day, we were meeting um, and on a planning session. So we were building out our roadmap, and I had this big idea. And I said, oh, you know what I would love to do? Um, I don't know if we can do it, but I would love to do this. And so I told them what the idea was. And you're going to love this. This was their response. They said, well, anything is possible. And I was like, whoa. You know, as an educator, I've been in situations where it's, well, that's a good idea, but um, we have this roadblock and this roadblock and this roadblock. But devs, these these software engineers, um, computer science, uh, uh, this computer science team we have, this is how they they were educated. This is the work that they're exposed to of, well, if you want to do it, we can just build it. But it's not if we can or we can't. It's about prioritization. So if we go down that path, we can move in that direction, but we may not be able to do some of these other things. It's just a question of which one matters more to you. So this idea of anything is possible, I think, um, similar to your last question on creativity, I think this can be the power of bringing coding into our STEM classes. So we can have people on our teams like I do now that tell us that anything is possible and say, let's just find a way to do it together. We just need to find the right resources. We may need a little bit more training and and we may need some extra time. But if we really care about it, let's move forward and find a way. So I do feel that um, this idea of experimentation and incorporating coding into STEM classes is essential. Like we have no choice at this point, just like we have no choice to focus on um, climate change in the classroom and we have no choice. We've got to focus on ways to make sure our students have opportunities for creative expression and collaboration and bringing us together as one united world. So um, for me, it's a non-negotiable. And I have to say, I am definitely on the learning side of coding and it's it's a great time to be um, learning. That's really significant that you love to experiment, having the same kind of people in the group. That's when we have like key learners like you, we, then we get great outcomes. And I second with the thought of anything is possible. Like, because I know like a few of my friends uh, who also are into coding, full stack developing. And like, um, we kind of face these things like when we are making big websites and all, and it doesn't work. It just says error, error, error. And then when we check the code after one hour, it's just like a uh, semicolon or something and on that is missing. And then we're like, okay, that was the problem. So <laughs> that is the thing. Like when we realize that it's not like it's not possible. If you work hard on it, anything is possible. And I believe that prioritization, like you said, is important. That is not if you have to make something important, then you leave the other concepts as well. So we can make a list of top to lower priority and then do everything instead of just leaving everything and just do one. So I agree with that. Right. So uh, in the end, I would love to know that where well, can we find you online so that the audience can connect with you. And we would also love to hear a message from you for the audience. Wonderful. Well, um, anyone here joining today that um, 
is interested in the topics we talked about, I'd love to connect with you and, and learn from what your experiences have been in your classroom or if you're a student, what they've been in your learning journey. So I am on social media and I'm at Jen Williams EDU across social platforms. So on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and that's J-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-E-D-U. Uh, you can also find me with my work at Take Action Global. So takeactionglobal.org. And we're also on social media at takeactionedu. We are kicking off our climate action project on Monday, uh, September 26th, and that will run through November. So we would love if you're interested in being a part of SDG 13 work and connecting with others around the world, we'd love to have you join in for that. And then we have lots coming up this year, as I mentioned, with the United Nations focusing on SDG 4, transforming education. We are starting a research project that will kick off soon with the Earth Day organization. So bringing in the voices of educators, and then we're aiming to get a student one as well. So we have lots of things coming up this year all around the SDGs and social impact within education. Um, and then you, you ask for a message to the audience. And um, for me, it's that you don't need permission to use the goals. It's just get moving. So we all have ownership over these goals. It doesn't matter what you teach or how you teach. It's um, finding ways to take action, even if in really small ways, and then finding partners to team up with. So like I've loved working with you and our network of teachers and young people around the world who also care about this. So find your collaborators and then, and then get moving. We have a lot of work to do, but this is absolutely the right time to do it. So I'm so grateful to be a part of your episode today and to be uh, arm in arm with you moving forward on the SDGs. I, I thank you so much for everything you do. You inspire me every day and I'm grateful for your friendship and, and the work that you do. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And listening to you today and every time, I always believe that technology will not replace great teachers, but technology in the hand of great teachers can be transformational. And teachers like you explain the code in itself. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time today. It was so lovely talking to you. And I'm 100% sure that the audience has been enthralled listening to you and they will now if they haven't, they will start taking action on SVGs for sure. Right. Thank, thank you so, so much, much, everybody. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening to this episode. And I'll see you in the next one. Till then, each one, each 10, have a nice day. <laughs>